Hello and welcome to Nantucket After Dark, where we talk about relationships, love, sex, with spirit in the mix. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Dorothy Stover, seventh generation Nantucketer, love and pleasure teacher, founder of the Nantucket Love School, where we focus on spirit and pleasure so that our students feel more love in their lives. I've been helping women transform their lives, feel empowered because I support students connecting their spirit, their intuitive selves, and how they can heal their bodies and their lives. I'm so glad you could join us. Let us dive in today's episode. Hello, and welcome to today's episode when couples have different sex drives. So I remember the moment clearly. My boyfriend at the time uh, turned to me and said, honey, we are twice a day couple. And my heart sank. I'm going to tell you why. I felt like he was limiting me. Uh, For months, I calculated the allotment of sexual activities with him. If we had sex in the morning and then at lunchtime, would this mean that we wouldn't have sex before bed? I felt like I was rationing out sex for myself or that he was rationing out sex for me. And this made me feel so off. Uh, For a year and a half, we had been a couple that was physical anytime a day, um, whenever we wanted. And we seemed to want sex all the time. Some days, five or six times a day. And at the time, I didn't realize why I wanted to have sex so much. And I'll get into this in a little bit. But first, We found after a while, our sex drives didn't match up, but really what there was something underlining the sex drive and desires, something that I didn't see before. And again, I'm going to share more at the end. Um, We're going to get to that. But first, as a sex educator, a question I get asked almost all the time is what do I do when my partner and I have different desires and sex drives? And I can see and feel that weight that they have on them. They feel broken or they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm a sex maniac and I'm just a weirdo. And I can't, maybe they have, they feel like they're oversexed or they're undersexed. And then others feel hurt by the situation. And then others don't want to hurt their partner. They may even give in or they may even count the days between sex to be like, okay, I should probably have sex because it's been a couple of weeks or it's been a month or it's been, it's been some time. So I probably should be having sex with my partner. And so they'll do it out of obligation. And then there's resentment that comes all into this. And it slowly we move away from our partner more and more with this gap that ends up happening with 80% of couples saying that their sexual desire, there's a discrepancy in that sexual desire. It's no wonder that this is one of the most asked questions. The next question that I always get asked is how do I get out of my head in bed? Um, If that is something for you where you're like, oh my gosh, I have that question too. Listen to the Sex Drive podcast, um, which is about getting out of your head in bed. Uh, If you need more support on this question, I'll leave a link below in the show notes. So on the sex education side, what is sex drive really? And there are many different theories and some believe there is no such thing as sex drive. And I'll share with you one that I find the most simple to understand and I feel that it really supports so many people not feeling off or strange or a weirdo. And you'll find this on the internet. You can search Emily Nagoski and there's a book called Come As You Are. She has other books as well. And I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. But Emily believes that there is no such thing as sex drive. And she's a sex educator and a teacher. Um, 
professor. And there are two parts to desire, spontaneous and responsive. And Dr. Patricia Love also coined the phrases sexy body and sexy mind. And we're going to combine them today because I feel like it's just more fun this way. So the spontaneous sexual desire they're the sexy body people. They feel sexual desire within their body before their mind. Um, they're always ready. They're the people that you breathe on them and the wind blows and they're ready to go. They're the people that just see you and boom, body response. So yeah, they may have a stronger, what they call stronger sex drive because they're always ready to go. But there's no such thing as a sex drive, some people believe. So that's the spontaneous. They are the sexy body, body before their mind. And then there's the responsive sexual desire. And these are the sexy mind people. These people, they first need that sexual desire in their mind. They need things to be the right circumstances. They need certain things in order. They maybe even have rituals that are really good for them. Um, but before their body to get starts revving, they need their mind to be on board. So you may find that you and your partner fall under one of these sexy selves, and maybe you two are different. But here's the deal. Just knowing your partner's love language, which we most of us have heard, is a way for your partner to feel love. Also knowing your own love language helps you asking for what you need or you want and so that you can experience love. So this also works for the desire style. Are you a sexy mind? Are you a sexy body? And this can change anytime. Now, let us add in spirit in the mix because we're Nantucket after dark and adding spirit in the mix is what we do. Uh, so the spirit side, the we're all energetic beings and we can go in and out of alignment and your desire you may go in and out as you are in and out of alignment. So you may feel in alignment with your partner. You may feel out of alignment with your partner. And there are cases when we meet our partner, when we're very out of alignment with our true selves, when we're very out of alignment with our higher self or with spirit. And it can be wonderful. They save us or we feel like we're saved. We feel like, oh my gosh, we've met this wonderful person. And there are instances where we settle. And as we get more into ourselves, more into alignment, we may find that we don't have the attraction to this partner anymore. We may find we're no longer in alignment with this partner anymore, or they're no longer in alignment with us. Um, you can go both ways because even if the two of you are in self-growth mode, um, you may find that you're just not connecting. You're out of alignment. And you can get back into alignment. This is, you know, love ebbs and flows, desire ebbs and flows. So just allowing that space for that as well, especially if you're married um, or you're in that committed partnership, allowing the space for love to flow, allowing the ebb and flow and just knowing, okay, right now we're not in alignment, but there are things that I can do. And there are 100% some great activities. I'm going to get into that in a minute. So your desire may change with your energy as your energy changes. And this goes for your partner, not only your desire type, but this can also change the energy of your partner you have over time. So alignment with our true self and combining these two, we can come in and out of alignment. We can find that our desire changes, um, our response changes. When we maybe used to be ready for sex, anytime we were that sexy body, we, are, we have shifted and now we are the sexy mind. 
And no matter where you're at, you're not broken. You're not a freak. You're not weird. And I'll get into how you can work with your type of desire and your energy soon. So next week's episode of Nanticket After Dark, we are going to dive into the wisdom of your genitals, which plays a whole other role as well. Um, so stay tuned. You may find this very helpful. So from personal experience, I'm going to get back from to the beginning of when I shared um, with my ex and myself, um, where we were twice a day couple and my heart sank and I felt like I was being sex rationed. Um, and I was looking at that time, I was looking for sex because of insecurities. So I was looking for sex with my partner because of insecurities. It wasn't necessarily that I was ready to go all the time. It was that I, I needed the validation, which often can be the case. So it is trying, trying to tune in. Am I or for any person, it is about tuning in. Am I wanting sex because of an insecurity? Am I wanting it because, whoa, I feel it move through me? So we may find that we don't necessarily have the responsive or the spontaneous sex drive. We may find that our bodies aren't the sexy body and we have an insecurity and we're trying to cover that insecurity up or we're trying to mask it. And coming back to the situation, my experience, I felt if we were sexually active, then there was showing my love. I was receiving his love. The relationship was fine. Um, and there was also this underlining part of myself that feared being cheated on. And so as any person, when we are in that self-growth part, like if we have a self-growth focus, we're going to be able to look into ourselves and look into our lives and see, well, where do I have some, where am I out of alignment? And if we really dig in deep, we can find what we're really wanting um, and maybe what some of our limiting beliefs are. And being cheated on was a fear of mine. And so society told me if I please my partner, then we won't, he won't cheat or they won't cheat, which we know is not the case. Like you can have an amazing relationship, an amazing sex life with your partner, and they may cheat. So my sexual insecurities actually masked, right? It's masked as a high sex drive or a high sexual response, a spontaneous response. But this actually is what drove him away. And I know I'm not the only one whose sexual desires are masking something else entirely. I've run into this over and over again with clients and students. So in fact, usually those with anxious um, attachment styles may have this as well because sex can be a factor to feeling secure in the relationship. And for some, if you know, okay, I can please my partner, then I know I'm loved and they, I know they won't leave me. They won't abandon me. I won't feel that emotion of abandonment. So we will maybe betray ourselves or be out of alignment with ourselves or disconnected from our bodies and what we truly want. And for me, I'm on the spectrum for attachment styles. In the past, I tend to change shape depending on who I'm with and where I am emotionally. So you may be like this as well, because there's no one who's really, truly a hundred percent. Like it's very small if you're anxious or avoidant or secure. It's very small that there's that group of people that it's true and true. Um, you're probably going to fall on a spectrum. So in the bedroom, the avoidant attachment style may separate love and sex. So where the, anx the anxious attachment style in the bedroom may overcompensate. So I had one client said um, that said, I love my partner so much. I can't imagine my life without them. 
They are my best friend. He doesn't want to have sex with me though. I know he masturbates, but he doesn't want to have sex with me. This is actually something I hear often. So this client isn't the only one that has said this sentence to me. Some parts have changed depending on the situation, but mostly it's the same. They say they are my best friend. I love them so much, but we don't have sex. So what to do? Well, there are four options when you feel your sex drive doesn't match up when you're in a situation where you're like, wow, they're my best friend. I love them, but we don't have sex. So option one, accept it and continue on living your life as is. Things may change, things may not, but sometimes it's just accepting it. And so if that's where your energy is best spent and know that you can make a different choice later. Option two, open relationships polyamory. Polyamory means loving different people. It doesn't always mean having sex with multiple people. It may be the key for some people that want their main partner. They have a deep bond, but they don't have sex or very little sex with. And then one or both partners explore relationships with other partners. Polyamory is a love style, not a sex style, although it can include sex as well. But open relationships would be more of the sexual relationships. But again, there's do some more research on there. I'm no expert. So there are many ways to have a relationship and love styles and open relationships and polyamory are not for everyone. And sometimes it's more of a season and not forever. And sometimes the not having sex is just part of the season of your relationship. So it is something to discuss. It takes a lot of communication with open relationships or polyamory. Um, so know that it's it's a lot of effort. It's not just something that happens overnight, something that it does take a lot of communication, a lot of planning, and a lot of trust. Option three, part ways with love. You both love each other, which is wonderful. And for some people, their needs need to be more, they're in love or have this loving partner and they're best friends. Maybe they need more than that. Maybe they need that sexual part of the relationship. And for some people, they are so happy being in a relationship and not having it be sexual or having it be sexual is not as frequent. And so there's no right or wrong way. People don't need to understand your relationship, um, just you and your partner. And so you may find that you and your partner realize that you both love and care for each other and want to continue the friendship or not, but it's time to part ways. And this is acceptable. Sex is, is healthy and it's important for well-being. And for some people, it's a priority. For some people, it's not. And so it's really getting into what's a priority for you. What do you want? And are you and your partner able to give this to each other? So sex is not necessarily a priority for everybody. And that's totally acceptable. And that's beautiful. Um, and then there are those where they're on the asexual spectrum. So they are happy not having sex. Not everybody. So I'm personally on the asexual spectrum. I'm a demisexual. So I need my mind activated before I even think of a relationship or think of sex. So, but there are some people that, are on that asexual spectrum that have no interest in sex at all. And again, we're all different when it comes to love and relationships and sex styles and love styles. So know that we are going to weave together. Option four, dig in deep. There are some ways to be sexually synced up and to allow space to be sexually more in sync. And sometimes it takes sex therapy. Sometimes it takes sex growth. Sometimes it takes self-growth. 
all the time, it takes communication between partners. So if if we reference before when I discuss sexual drives and sexual desires, you can use this information to your advantage. For instance, if you know your partner has the responsive desire, which means that they are in that mental desire, they're that um, sexy mind, then before physical, this could mean that they need pre pre for poor play like foreplay begins at the beginning of the day with you really helping out um with you really being involved or listening and maybe it's touching but knowing that they know you know it is not leading to anything and that can be a real big block for a lot of couples is if they feel like oh he starts touching me or she starts touching me and it automatically means that we're going to have sex or they want sex and so it's really nice to not necessarily have that obligation to feel obligated or to feel pressured. Never pressure your partner. And if your partner's pressuring you, lay down the line. So yes, so there may be, you need to get to know there needs to be a few things in order. Maybe there needs to be more flirting. Maybe there needs to be more sweet talking throughout the day. What this comes down to is knowing your partner's sexual response. And this is going to help you become in sync because you start to really figure each other out even more on another level, which just brings you closer together. So you may want to check out the quickie sex culture episode on Nantucket After Dark. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. So this kind of goes more into that when we're expecting orgasm or we're expecting sex. But there's an activity I would like to share with you. So let us get into some of the activities that you can do that can support you if you have different um, sexual responses. So there's a beautiful activity by Dr. Betty Martin that we reference over and over and over again in the first season of Sex Drive podcast. I'll leave a link in the show notes for all those episodes. You want to catch up on those for sure. Binge away. But it's she's well known for this. And this you can Google as well. But it's a three-minute game by Dr. Betty Martin. And it's great for non-sexual and sexual activities alike. You may also add on time. So know that this can move and grow and change with you or change with um, how you and your partner are interacting with each other. And things can get pretty hot and heavy. So let's get into it. Um, The three-minute game is very simple. It consists of two questions. First question, how do you want me to touch you for three minutes? Beautiful, huh? Number two, how do you want to touch me for three minutes? So you'll take turns and there may be some discussion. There may be some negotiation. Um, And I wouldn't say negotiation in the sense of pressure. It's more of if your partner says, oh, I would love for you to touch me for three minutes by playing with my hair. And then you maybe you're like, yeah, I totally want to play with your hair, but I need to be um, like sitting in a certain way. And so can we do it that way? So it's not necessarily like pressuring or like trying to talk your partner into something. It's more about finding where you're both comfortable and what you both want to do. So you'll take turns with each of these questions. And with this With taking turns, you're giving and you're receiving, and you want to make sure you're giving and receiving with a full heart. Some things one person may not to do, um, they may not do certain parts of the game and being touched could be one of them. Uh, So it's, it's really finding what works for the two of you and really discussing and communication and that give and take with that open heart. For example, you may ask your partner, let's just add in with the playing of the hair and they say that they want to play with your hair. And you're like, oh, that sounds fantastic, but I need to be lying down for this. I don't want to be sitting up. Um, I don't want to be in front of you. I want to be lying down. It's like, okay. 
And so that may feel good for them. They may not. And so again, communicating and, and you'll go back and forth maybe sometimes and asking for permission and giving permission and all with a full heart. So you may increase the time and move to the sexual activity with the time is right for the two of you. With this game, it does allow you each to give and receive. So as well as being seen and heard, and it's such a gift, like it's so rare for us to go, how would you like to touch me? Right? It's so rare for someone to give that gift to being like, yeah, touch me the way you want to touch me. And it's so sexy too. And it's so, so wonderful. And we can lean into that, into that, um, that receiving moving right along for some with high sexual desires where they feel more intense or they feel more frequent, what they're looking for could be connection, intimacy, and pleasure. So for some with a low sexual desire, or they feel like maybe it's just not frequent, there could be a sexual block or there's the desire, but they need that connection and intimacy and they need the physical body to be activated through simple pleasures. So this can be achieved through the three minute game. All of this can be achieved through the three minute game. Um, And there's other exercises too, but this is a great place to start and a great place to expand as well. And I'll leave a link in the show notes. You're going to have a lot of love work today, so but you can do it. And then there's also inside the sexual sacred soul series, we have activities for sexual, non-sexual practices with partners, as well as videos for support there. This also includes, but it is not limited to reconnecting with a partner, sexual healing, the pleasure scale with a partner. And I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well. You definitely have some love work. The three different ways you can sync up is um, I'll leave the podcast. So there's some other podcasts. You can do some more research and more reading, um, more listening. And then the three minute game. And then the last is checking out the Sacred Sexual Soul series and keep me posted with your thoughts, how things are going. If I didn't answer a question for you, or you still have some fresh questions, or maybe these now, uh, your mind's going, you have more questions, please reach out. So sending you so much love, peace, love, and hugs. Bye for now. I am sending you so much love. And if you're feeling the love, I would love to ask you a favor. Please share this podcast with your community. It's super simple and takes less than a minute, but will help me create more content like this and help other people and spread that love. Here's a fun, easy way to do it. Take a screenshot and tag me at Dorothy D. Stover right on over on Instagram. It's a win-win because I'll make sure to share you with my community as well. Plus, when you tag me, I'll send you a free gift because I like to do my best with spreading love around the world. Thank you for helping me do so. Until next time, peace, love, and hugs. Bye for now.